the world is a very different place from when I was a kid. And the place for women in society continues to evolve. I am so excited that my guests today are helping to pave the way for women and everyone. I'm Kelly Youngstrom, and this is Keep Yourself Well. Uh, What's the saying? Here's to strong women. May we know them. May we be them. May we raise them. It's a motto that's guiding Raise Her Community. Founded by two women and their mothers, Raise Her is based out of Regina, Saskatchewan, and is a four-impact movement, recognizing the shared challenges that women across all industries face in the workplace, by creating opportunities for guidance, collaboration, and insightful conversation with other female luminaries, Skylar Gerard and Talitha McCloskey are here to talk about this inclusive circle of change makers. Let's get into it. Hello, Skylar and Talitha. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having Thank you. Us. Oh, you're so welcome. You're both so busy and now also busy mom. So I appreciate your time. And I always kick things off with a very loaded question of how do you keep yourself well? Oh, goodness. That is loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I mean, I think wellness comes from a few different places in terms of like, body physical wellness, but also mental wellness. And so that's actually something that I've really been focusing on lately is my mental wellness. I I have a tendency to go hard and then burn out and get sick and hurt myself. Um, Skylar's nodding because she knows that that's uh, that's my motive. Um, So I've really been focusing on um, removing myself from social media as much as possible, which is really difficult when our kind of everything that we do is on social media, but uh, doing it in a way that is more intentional. I have like my husband had uploaded an app on my phone that makes me like do an activity if I want to go on social media, which is really funny because now I have to like stop and think if I really need to do this and, you know, spend an extra minute of my time doing an activity. Um, I also, uh, am just like very thoughtful with how I plan my day and make sure that I take out time to do things for myself. I, as you said, we are busy. We, I work full time, plus two raise her, um, plus I have a, a little boy. So I have lots of things on the go and he's very busy. So I make sure that I take out a section of my day to just do things for me, read, have a coffee in silence, <laughs> do that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, my mental wellness. I'm also very openly medicated. I have um, anxiety and uh, depression. So I take uh, medication for that as well, which uh, is not up for everybody, but very much so helps me just kind of stay level-headed um, and not go into those like peaks and valleys of like getting so anxious and feeling like I need to do everything and then getting burnt out. So yes, that's kind of my mental wellness. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. And th- first of all, thank you for putting me onto that app. I did not know that was a thing. I feel like we all could use that. And the intentional yes. use of social media, which I think when your business is, you know, it will everyone in 2023, like yeah. you kind of have to have social media. I feel very similarly. I like to do what I call post and ghost. Um, like, I'm here to share and create less than consume, which is not always easy. And thank you for sharing that you're medicated because I think it continues to bring down the stigma of quote that I, or a phrase I should say that I heard recently was that for a lot of us, it's 
pills and skills and like that combination mm. with mental health yeah. it's not one or the other it's the combination of those mindfulness tactics and yeah mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing and yeah. also giving other busy moms and just busy individuals <laughs> permission to fill their own cup like that few minutes in solitude to recharge because I think there can be a lot of guilt with that um what about yeah. you Skylar Yeah, like I would totally echo what Talitha said. A lot of great being busy and being myself personally, like super type A, like everything is pretty scheduled. Um, But when I'm on mat leave, which is what I'm currently on right now, um, it's even harder because you have this human attached to you 24 seven. So to get that alone time is very rare. Um, So what I've really seen in this kind of spurt in COVID when I had my first child, I have two now, um, was getting outside. Like it is a game changer for my mood, especially when the weather's nice, like it is now. Um, But getting fresh air and uh, for mentally, physically, whatever that is, like spiritually, it completely changes my mood. Um, And, you know, there's not a lot of time right now in the stage of life I'm in for scheduled physical activity or scheduled, you know, things for myself because I have really littles. Um, so I really make a point of being physical in those moments with my children. Um, so like running around with them, you know, playing games with them, doing things that I know physical activity gives me endorphins and makes me feel good. So, um, trying to integrate that in everything I do, I work out with my baby, like we're doing all kinds of things like, but just trying to be physical, um, as much as possible, because for me, that that's what works. Um, that reduces my stress, reduces my cortisol levels, all the things that uh, make you feel good. So yeah, those are kind of two tidbits I'd add. Yeah, absolutely. And do you feel like, cause I know Talitha, you mentioned the like tendency to burn out, which I can very much empathize and relate to. Do you feel like you now, because you're so close, can kind of hold each other accountable and like give one another permission to say like, hey, take a break, slow down? Yeah, we, I don't know if we do it so much. Well, we kind of do it intuitively. Like, I think that we just know. Um, Skylar is very good at being like, I'll just, I'm just going to, I'll just do this thing. Like, I'll send the email. I'll do it because I'm like, I am so overwhelmed and I don't know what to do. Um, But then especially, you know, as she, with her first, with her first baby, she was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, this is brand new. And so I was like, I'll, I got it. Don't worry. Like when we were planning an event at the same time, which is a whole other glutton for punishment type thing that we tend to do. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I just kind of take it on. And then same thing, like when I was, whenever, if I'm having, you know, like not a great mental health day or week or whatever it is, or, um, when I was, had my son, uh, she's the same thing, just like takes it on. And so we kind of ebb and flow. We also, I think, complement each other very well in terms of like what we like to do. And we get to do those things within our organization. Amazing. What a good team. And I'm sure (laughs) even with your kids, it makes a huge difference, you know, like it really does take a village. So I'm just so glad that you have one another for that support. (laughs) How do you feel like you would have answered that question, say like five years ago or before kids, like how has your taking care of yourself and keeping yourself well changed? Because I feel like there's, I mean, such a shift, not only as business owners, but then as mothers on top of it, and just continuing to add these various roles and various hats. I feel like for me, just in the thick of it right now is 
you're no longer just keeping yourself well. Like you have, you're responsible for another human or another humans, um, which is a lot of pressure and it's difficult. Um, but remembering that you can't be, you know, helper, you know, hold anyone else up if you're not well yourself. Um, so making sure that you're fed, that you're, um, and these are things I have to remind myself daily still. Uh, with a four month old, but, you know, making sure you're fed, making sure you're showered, making sure you're, you know, you have support nearby, whatever that is to make sure that you can get through your day and be the best you can be showing up for your children. But, you know, before kids, I feel like I wouldn't be, I probably until you're probably the same, you wouldn't be as, um, what's the word? Like you wouldn't know that you're burning out as quickly. You wouldn't feel it as fast. And you'd probably just keep, keep going, keep going until you literally crash and burn. And because the impacts of it just impact you, but now we have children and the impacts of that impact them in a big way. And you just can't afford to be on the couch for three days and not move. Like there's no option anymore. Um, so we, we recognize the burnout symptoms quicker and can do something to adjust those things. And ideally in most cases, try to prevent those things as much as possible. We have more boundaries with our time. Um, you know, we're not saying it. Well, we, we do say yes to a lot of things, but working on saying no more because we need that time for ourselves, for our children, for our families, all the things that we love. So those are some of the things that I would say. That's a huge yeah. point. You know, you can't just run yourself to a totally empty gas tank because you have to be there and show up. There's exactly. not enough. Yeah. No. <laughs> Good for you. Guys. How you do it. As much as we'd love that. <laughs> yeah. And anything that you would add to that, Talitha? Um, yeah. I mean, I would just say that when we first started uh, Racer Community, which is what we're, you know, partners in, obviously, is we were so eager to get ourselves out there and to make sure that people knew that what we were doing and all that. So we, as Skylar said, said yes to everything. Um, and so even as Skylar was ha- literally having a baby, her first daughter or her, her daughter, Eden, um, I was like in a meeting with someone planning an event. And then like two weeks later, she was at the meeting and like, it was just absolutely insane. And, um, and I mean, I wasn't a mom at that point. So I was like, I'll just take it on and I can do everything. And then I did crash and like, I did crash very hard. And so, um, we are, we do have to be very, very mindful. And I've never appreciated the concept of boundaries more than I have very most recently. Like, and again, especially it comes back to social media and being on my phone and like that idea that we are always accessible to people, no matter what, um, the do not disturb function on iPhones now is like my most favorite thing. And not because I don't like talking to people, but because like, if I get a buzz, I'm like immediately feel like I need to respond. Um, and I don't think that's what people expect me to do, but that's just how it goes. And so like, Yes, those very strict boundaries with your time and like protecting your space, because like we've already said that like you can't give or fill up anybody else's cup if yours is not full. So, um, yeah, that's especially now being like moms and having all these other roles. It's like, okay, we need to make sure that all these little buckets are filled before we can give to others. Absolutely. A priority shift. I think, too, with (laughs) that immediacy of response, you start setting the precedent if you always respond immediately then people will forever expect you to respond immediately and so yes my phone forever lives on silent and I have zero notifications on I know that I have things to get back to so I check in like blocks you know it's like I'll look at Instagram and then I'll look at my texts and you know I try to 
yeah, I don't know how to, I can't imagine balancing it on top of kids. So I'm thrilled that you're figuring out those boundaries. And um, yes, big fan of boundaries on this podcast. We've had a boundary mm-hmm. specialist on here. She's amazing. Can you feel it? Summer is in the air and it's time to embrace the vibrant energy of the season. Fuel your body for those sun-kissed adventures with the help of Supplement World Canada, your trusted companion on the journey to optimal health and nutrition. Whether you're hitting the beach or exploring the great outdoors, they've got you covered. Their wide range of premium supplements will help you power through your summer days with vitality and confidence. From refreshing, so delicious protein shakes that replenish your muscles to essential vitamins and minerals that nourish your body, Supplement World Canada offers the fuel you need to make the most of this summer. Experience the difference quality nutrition can make. Visit supplementworldcanada.com and use promo code wellness10 for 10% off your next order and dive into their amazing selection of top-notch supplements. Again, that's promo code wellness10 for 10% off at supplementworldcanada.com. A quote I heard recently was, boundaries don't burn bridges, they build them. And I think like, you know, we're so scared to say no to things, but it allows us to, you know, have that marathon of a relationship that's long lasting versus like sprints where then we do burn out. So you sound Mm -hmm. like you're really figuring it out with everything you've got going on. And that said, you complement each other so well. So I must know how you met. How did this come to be this partnership? I can get into it and sleep it, add it, whatever you'd like. Um, so Talitha and I have known each other since, I don't know, we were probably like grade nine, however old you are then, or maybe even before that, I think we were both in band in our own or something. Yeah. Yeah. So um, our moms and dad, like our parents know each other too. They're in this kind of the same world on the same boards and, and our, my mom and her dad are in the education system. So just, we know each other in that way, um, but really got to know each other in high school. And uh, I think it came about when we were in classes together and group projects together. Um, we were on SRC together and, you know, students against drunk driving and and all those things. Um, we were those kids in high school, like in all of the things and vocal jazz and choir. Yeah, nothing's yeah. changed clearly. Yeah. So <laughs> we quickly just bonded over, you know, being in so many things together, but really, um, it was this kind of common um, or shared mindset that we had that uh, really, I think, kicked things off for us in terms of like, oh yeah, like we're, we have something about us that's different than maybe our other friends. And that was just like the shared confidence in speaking up, um, you know, not taking any, like not being afraid to say what we feel, ask a lot of questions. Um, and, you know, we didn't necessarily see that with a lot of our other female friends, um, or even male friends, just in general, we didn't see that. Um, and, you know, we, I remember we were in a project together for, I think it was social studies, social studies. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we just like, tons of guys in our class and we were just like on there answering all the questions like putting things right back at people I forget what the project was but you know we just had this (laughs) shared confidence and then we learned 
shortly after, like, what is this kind of perspective that we share that, that, you know, is so hard to find in others. And we learned that it was because we had, both of us had really strong female role, role models in our moms um, growing up. And, you know, they were working mothers, full-fledged, busy, you know, traveling all the time, wearing a lot of hats, um, but they showed up for us and they showed up for their community. And um, that was something that we learned growing up and saw, and we wanted the same for ourselves. Um, so yeah, I would say that's kind of the birth of kind of how we met. And then we've been best friends ever since then, which is, I don't know how many years ago, I won't say, uh, but high school was, but, um, yeah, that's kind of how we got to know each other. Wow. So where did the idea for raise her come from within this friendship journey? Because I can imagine that like taking the leap to build a business with your best friend is scary in a way. Did you have fears? Um, I think Skylar and I always knew that we wanted to do something together. Like there was like, she's has very business mindset. Um, and I've had business, like I've had a business in the past as well. And so we were like, we want to do something together. We didn't really know what it was though. And then um, international women's day, 2019, uh, we were, I mean, there's, you know, you see all these posts on social media and we were like feeling so inspired and we were like, how do we give back to our community? Um, and the kind of notion of raise her community was sparked and color. I think you texted me and then we like sent a text, a very cryptic text to our mothers that was like, Hey, can you meet on like this day, like in two days and talk about something? And you know, and then we came together. And so like Racer Community is built also with our moms. Um, and the original idea was to do something like a mentorship program or do something sort of mentorship related. Uh, but because we are so responsive to our community and like what the community that we are directly in requires, we had a um kind of like a focus group and then sent more cryptic messages to people that were like, Hey, do you want to come to this event on this day? And like, we're not going to tell you what it is, but like, you're going to get food and some like drinks and that kind of stuff. And so that people showed up, we presented the idea kind of as we had it for raise your community, asked for feedback, asked for what they wanted, asked for, you know, is this necessary? Um, how much would you pay? Like all these kinds of things. Um, and then we took all that feedback, changed our concept kind of changed and shifted what we were doing and then uh had a conference in october of 2019 and like launched it to the community and even from that day we've shifted and changed even more like we've definitely done a lot more advocacy and we've done things that we never really thought that we would fall into but um it's what the community needed and as Skylar had mentioned and like how we kind of met and what we bond over is not being afraid to speak up and not being afraid to, you know, ask questions and say like, why is this happening or what's going on and why does it have to be this way? So um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, and then again, I think it's because we complement each other and it's more of like a passion versus like money making. Um, that's also where things don't get weird for us. Um, and yeah, and we're, we have very similar personalities, but we again compliment each other. So it's like, I'll take on, you know, social stuff and Skylar will take on like the, like actually scheduling our lives and like understanding what the event looks like and like all these other questions that we need to ask. And so we are, yeah, it works out well that way. In my opinion, anyways, Skylar can totally. make me differ. Yeah. 
And the, I, I'll, I'll share the quote that kind of launched, ignited this mm-hmm. idea in our brain. I think we found it on social media, but it was, I think this is how it goes. Starting a girl gang of women aggressively supporting women. Hands up if you're in, because we get enough people, we're totally getting jackets. And I, I think I saw this on social media and screenshot mm-hmm. it and said, just to leave the really, like, hey, this, this is, this is something like, this is it. And so then, yeah, we met about that and it, and we did get jackets. That was our first thing. (laughs) All the original members got jean jackets, matching jean jackets. Um, And yeah, it was the best thing ever. Yeah. I love the photo. I love the photo of you guys in the jackets and also priority. (laughs) You've got to look the part. I mean, that's amazing. Just, I give you so much props for doing this together and I'm sure it's strengthened your bond in many ways because you go through those challenges in business and just that adaptation that comes running a business I'm sure as you both grow as women and professionals and mothers and all these various roles in your lives the business kind of ebbs and flows and grows with those personal changes as well totally yeah, we're just actually in the midst of kind of another evolution. Um, we were very heavy events um, and we're kind of moving more towards programming, which is different for us. Um, Long term, like sus- more sustainable, but also like events took a ton of work. And honestly, we pretty much were burnt out after every single big event or conference we've had. So we're just like, hey, how can we right size this with our growing families and growing responsibilities? Um so yeah, totally. And then with COVID things changed again and pivoted. So we're constantly looking at, you know, how we can adapt for not just our own life styles, but also what our community needs. Um, and I will say that's kind of a, I never really look at racer as a business. It's it's funny to say like people, oh yeah, we're entrepreneurs. I forgot, but like, it's really <laughs> this like community group. Um, and we almost wear more hats with it because we're not just like a business trying to sell a product. We're advocates for like over 35 different groups in our community, women led groups or women focus groups. Um, you know, we're always watching and listening to what's happening in our community to stand up and say like, that's not right. Like, let's make a change. It's, it really goes beyond, um, you know, just nine to five showing up, selling this product, and then you're, we're done with you. Um, you know, we listen to the people in our community, we're dropping off care packages for them. Like it's, it's very much a close knit community, which very much goes beyond the nine to five and, um, almost requires more, um, roles than the normal, I would say business. So yeah, it's, it's, when you said business, I'm like, you know what, I feel like I never refer to a race or community as a business, but it is, it's just, it's a different type. Well, I think that speaks volumes too about that this is your passion and it's part mm-hmm. of your purpose. And when you have that as the North Star, I think that's where all the magic mm-hmm. comes, right? You're doing it for that above all else. Summer is here and it's time to embrace the sweetest moments of life. Sweet and Sprouted is my and hopefully your go-to destination for guilt-free indulgence. With a wide range of sugar-free delights, you can satisfy your cravings while maintaining a healthy, sugar-free or low-carb lifestyle. From luscious smoothies to decadent desserts, they have got you covered. They've also got tons of keto snacks and bevies for your busy summer life on the go. Visit sweetandsprouted.com and let them be a part of your summer journey. Use promo code wellness10 for 10% off your order. 
couple that with free shipping for over $150. That's a sweet deal. Again, that's Wellness 10 for 10% off at sweetensprouted.com or visit their store in Saskatoon, Sweet and Sprouted, where summer meets sugar-free bliss. Obviously, financial compensation as a result of that hard work and all your commitment is huge. But And I think, too, when we like call nonprofits businesses, it maybe just feels like a little funny sometimes, you know, like, and I think pe- like uh, people who are not involved in nonprofits too, don't necessarily like view them in the same way. So how did COVID shift things for you? That must've been incredibly challenging, especially being event based at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, first, maybe I'll clarify that Racer Community is a four impact organization. So we are not a nonprofit, okay. but we oh, thank you. very, yeah, no, that's a totally fine. I think people just don't really understand, like, they don't know who we are. They're like, oh, yeah, that's Racer. But like, we are kind of elusive in that way. Um, mm-hmm. So we are, we established originally as like a business, a corporation. Um, and but everything we do, like Skylar and I have never taken a cent from Racer, every single piece of money that comes in in whatever form goes back into the community in a different way. So whether it's we put on an event or we do programming or, you know, we're hosting a a camp for um, girls and gender diverse youth uh, that we've partnered with um, in the summer with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Regina. So like we do lots of different things. So every single penny that comes in, sales or merch, everything goes back out. We just straight up donate money to different organizations. Anyways, so- No, thank you so much for the clarification. And also thank you for just giving back because how brilliant you're saying. Thank you, yeah. Um, So then in regards to COVID, as I said, the kind of the timing was we launched in October of 2019. And so we had this really gigantic conference and it was so exciting. And it was like, yes, we, you know, we did it and we're here. We had a smaller event in November, another small event in December, um, and then another event in January and February. And then like we joke, we partnered with um, Hilberg and Burke uh, for an International Women's Day event in March. And then it was March 8th. And then like we joke that it was the event that shut down the world because we had like a hundred and some women there celebrating International Women's Day. And it was so fun. And then like everything stopped and we had so many other events already kind of planned. Uh, So it was absolute panic mode. But at the other side of it, because it's really Skylar and I just running it, um, we are able to pivot in whatever way we need to. So uh, while COVID sucked (laughs) for a lot of different reasons, um, we were still able to run things. So we had virtual events every month. We had two virtual conferences. Um, We really grew our platform social media wise in that timeframe because that was where we lived and that's where people could access us. And so uh, we provided a lot of, you know, information and we did fundraisers. We did all kinds of stuff um, on social media and then just online. So, um, so there's been uh, definitely a shift, but it's, it, but I don't think it was necessarily heartbreaking for us to have to go through COVID. We learned a lot and we grew a lot and we really could narrow our focus on what we wanted to do. Good for you guys. Well, and to be forced to pivot that dramatically that for early on, I feel like speaks volumes about 
you as individuals, your partnership, your vision for the business, or sorry, for the organization. It's okay. Refer it to the community. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, raise her. <laughs> I want to do your language justice because I do. I think it really re- it represents what you're doing. Um, because I think for a lot of people that would have probably caused them to pause and reconsider and potentially pump the brakes. But the fact that you just kept going is amazing. You know, like not, didn't even, no, didn't even cross your mind. So what are the, some of the things that you're the most proud of that you've achieved so far? Because in such a, like really in the grand scheme of life, such a short amount of time, you have just conquered so much. It's finally summer after a brief six months of winter in Saskatchewan. The sun is shining, the days are longer, and the heat is on. But don't let the summer heat drain your energy. Stay refreshed and hydrated with Element, the ultimate electrolyte drink. When the sun is scorching and you're moving your body, you need more than just water. You need essential electrolytes like sodium, potassium, and magnesium to keep you going strong. Element goes beyond the basics, packed with the perfect ratio of electrolytes and backed by science, Element delivers superior hydration that's perfect for your summer activities. Whether you're hitting the beach, going for a run, or firing up the grill, Element helps replenish what you lose through sweat, ensuring you stay at the top of your game. You can say goodbye to sugary sports drinks and say hello to clean, refreshing hydration. It's the secret weapon to beating the heat. Don't let dehydration ruin your summer fun. Want to try it for yourself? Head to my website, kywellness.ca, and click on the Element link under products to get yourself a free sample pack with any purchase. Let's get salty. What are some of the things that you've not yet achieved that you'd like to achieve? Ooh, I'll take some of the piece of that until you can take some too. But (laughs) I mean, on the first one, what are we most proud of? Um, Like Talitha said, we're a four impact business. So actually measuring at the end of each year, measuring the impact that we've had on our community is, is definitely like why we do what we do. Um, Our mission is really about building leaders and, um, you know, empowering the future generations to do the same female leaders specifically. And so, um, when we can see that come to life, when we are writing reference letters for a bunch of women in our, our, you know, youth advocacy panel, when we're nominating, um, women for, you know, women of distinction awards, when we're having our camp, uh, and seeing the impact and the changes in these young girls over the span of a week, like those, that's exactly what we do, why we do what we do. Um, and you know, the actual measurable, tangible results are are great too, like the metrics around that, but seeing the leadership skill development in so many different individuals, hearing the impact from testimonials that come back from those who attend our events or, you know, or take some of our programming um, is amazing. And that's really at the end of the day, like I said, what we do, what we do, because we're building, we're building up future leaders. Um, And when it comes to um, what we'd like to do in the future, I think, Uh, Like I said, we're kind of in this state of evolution. So how can we have the most impact is really what we're all about, what we're focusing on. 
And how can we measure that? And some of the things that we're working on, and I won't give too many details, but because um, I don't want to also pigeonhole us into anything specific, but we're really looking at how can we get into our communities, into specifically businesses and schools um, to do provide more training and programming uh, around leadership skill development and around inclusivity, diversity and inclusion um, and gender equality and gender bias and things like that um, to where it's really needed the most and where we can have the biggest impact and then see where that takes us as well. So, um, yeah, I think we're starting to see a shift slowly but surely in this term called leadership. Um, the, everyone and their dog, I feel like is, you know, a leadership coach or, you know, helping build those skills. But at the end of the day, our definition and one of our pieces of our mandate is to change the definition of leadership to a role or a status or a title and a set of behaviors that are about lifting up other people to become leaders around you. And so, that is what our programming is designed to do and to teach. That is what our camps are designed and our events are designed to do and teach. Um, and so we're slowly starting to see that shift in idea of what leadership is. And the more we can get to that, the happier we'll be. Um, and that is really true success for us, I think. Nice. Uh, well, yeah. you're leaders in change by all means. <laughs> um, I would just add to what Skylar had said and say that... Um, in terms of what we see and like in going forward, that definition of leadership change, you know, I see courses all the time for people who are like leadership training for executives and managers. And it's like, but that's not actually what a leader is. That's like, you know, being an executive or a manager, but like leadership skills are actually something that every single person possesses. And it's just a matter of feeling confident, feeling capable, feeling competent, all those things to access that leadership kind of drive within you and and it doesn't matter and so that's what racer community is also about is like it, we don't care about your job or your status or what you do as long as you support and raise up women specifically um we would love to have you a part of this community and you know everyone is a part of this community in one way or another um also something that we are i would say in addition to what sky said is terms of being proud is um this it, Regina specifically where we are based had been so competitive in terms of like you're a hairstylist and someone else wants to be a hairstylist and it's like well like I'm already a hairstylist and there's no space for you but like everyone has hair and like everyone can you know has different taste and whatever else and like there's always space for people to be here and so we are so much advocates for uh, community over competition and collaboration over competition and so you know I think when we first started and we were like we want to partner with all these like women's groups and like we want to partner with YWCA we want to partner with West we want to partner with all these different people and they were like what are you doing you you know you're that's your competition and it's like no like we're all serving women in different ways and we have a very specific you know mandate that not everyone else has and so we can complement those people in very good ways and so um I think now people really do see us as like we and I call ourselves relationship brokers because we really are about bringing people together and bringing different concepts together. And we're not the experts in leadership or diversity or equity or inclusion or anything, but we bring people together who are those experts and share their ideas and have a different space to share them in. And um, so, yeah, like, I think it's that collaboration piece is something that I'm also so proud of for us is that we have hopefully started to break down those barriers of like women fighting against women and instead let's work together. That's the thing when we're 
already faced with enough resistance and enough in terms of challenges. And like you said, gender bias and everything else, the last thing we need to be doing is competing with one another. And I think it's out of, it's like fear-based, right? Like scarcity mindset mm-hmm. versus abundance mindset, where it's like, if we come together and what's the quote, like together we can go, or independently, we can go far together. We can go further. I didn't say that. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> We got it. (laughs) Something along those lines. Um, But that's amazing. And so in order to keep doing that too, and empowering others, you know, to find their own leadership, um, you, I'm sure are continuing to explore your own leadership styles and roles. And then like the unit of you almost as leaders together. And I think probably boundaries um, has been like a big part of that. So I would love to know, because you mentioned the importance of boundaries and keeping yourselves well, as you take on these issues, which many are, you know, very big world problems and huge challenges with community issues and, you know, societal issues. How do you maintain boundaries? Because I can imagine it could be very easy to get caught up what's going on in the business, as well as like the emotions of dealing with some of these very sensitive topics. I can speak to that. Um, I think there's two sides of it. One, it's remembering that we're not alone. Like we don't have to do all of this stuff that we do by ourselves. We are a community. We have our moms. We have um, an advisory committee to support us. We have tons of groups we work with to support what we're doing. So we recently took on a pretty big feat in terms of um, kind of calling in the city of Regina, tourism, Regina to re to change or revisit their recent rebrand. That was, um, pretty offensive to women. Um, and we did this, I don't know, like a month after I had my, had my son and, you know, in the thick of international women's day activities and our busiest time. And so it was, it was a little nutty. We're getting Talitha probably did like 16 interviews. Like it was nuts. Um, but you know, we were ever able at the, during, that time to leverage our moms to support us to you know take on some work to reach out to our committee to remind them okay what do you think what do we do what are your thoughts like um to collaborate with other groups remembering that we're not alone we're not fighting this fight by ourselves um and so you know the delegation of of activity is big also like Talitha said social media is one place as a business people do see us as as a business too and so they're not like they're not as I don't know, patient with us as always, they don't necessarily know we have children and know that we have, you know, full-time jobs. Um, So especially when we're in this busy time of, you know, fighting a certain thing, people want responses constantly. And I know specifically for Talitha, Talitha, who really leads our social media, it was like crazy to see the amount of content and questions and uh, 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 like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And it's like, you have to take a break. You have to um, put those automatic things on saying like, I will get back to you when, you know, I'm able to, um, those types of things to remind people like you're heard, we hear you, you're important, but we also have all these other things and we will get to you when we can get to you kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I would say, and definitely to leave the add on to that, but leveraging our network, leveraging our community, but also, you know, reminding people that, that there's a lot on our plates. Yeah. Yeah. I would add that specifically that that's because that's probably the most recent thing where we were like going crazy it felt like um but uh on the the one hand it's like it's really overwhelming and however 
this is also something that we chose. And so like, which feels good for that. Cause it's like, you, you chose this for yourself. And so we feel like we have, you know, the agency and the, the support to speak up against things if we need to, because we both have very supportive partners and again, supportive moms and all that kind of stuff. And so um, that makes a really big difference. Um, but then also like, you know, we get, especially during that time, we like our messages and DMs and emails were, were full of just all kinds of stuff. But like 99% of them were like, thank you so much for saying something because I don't feel safe to say something or like I can't speak out because of my job or whatever it is. And so for that, it was like very validating for us to be like, okay, this is this is something that needs to happen. And as much as I, you know, I was exhausted and Skylar was exhausted and we were like, what what's our messaging? And like, how do we stay true to our values and all of this while still, you know, standing up for people? Um, it was very validating to know that like, this is actually what people needed to see and that it, it made them feel supported, even though they couldn't necessarily outwardly support us in that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we did get, you know, the random ones that were like, we hate you. And we were like, that's fine. Like 99 people, 99% of people love us. And so that's fine. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, not getting caught up on that, on that 1%, which I think stops so many people from using yeah. their voice. And anytime you're trying to facilitate change, there's always going to be that resistance, which is why we stay, stuck out of again like that fear so I really commend you because I'm sure that's still it's not easy you know even with the thick skin like those things still hurt when the intention is so positive but you continuously leading from that passion and purpose I think you know being your guiding light just goes so far how do you think you know taking on these new roles since 2019 and you know continuing to ebb and flow with raise her and the community do you feel like it's affected you know both of you independently as individuals personally as well as your relationship together and with your mothers 1000% it has changed me um we've been challenged in many ways and it's really hard to not take it personally when you get challenged on things uh, such as you know one of our values is being inclusive and then when someone says to us emails us and says you're not being inclusive that's like that hurts because we put our heart and soul into this but then also it allows us to like take a step back and reevaluate and say okay do you know what actually we can learn and we can do better than this um so just as like a human being navigating my everyday life, I am definitely, my mindset has shifted a lot. Um, And also I think even just being challenged in that way has allowed me to take feedback a lot better in terms of like my husband providing feedback or like Skylar providing feedback or like my manager providing feedback. It's all of those things that I, um, I've been able to like take with a grain of salt and understand that it's to do better. Um, and so with that, I, I've definitely changed. I think our friendship has definitely changed, but it's also because, I mean, we're so like, whenever we actually just get to hang out as friends, it never really happens because we're always talking about Razor and stuff. Oh, but yeah. when we do do that, it's, we're like, oh yeah, we're just friends also, which is funny. Um, and then I think with like, in relationship with my mom, I've always been super close with my mom. Um, but uh, she's also just, and like, I know, Skylar's mom is as well like they're both just such staunch staunch advocates for what we're doing and so like they'll always speak up for us and say you know like you should talk to raise their communities they're always opening doors for us um which is incredible and you know makes you feel all bubbly inside (laughs) oh that's amazing I mean it just shows what you can do with 
a team of committed, powerful women. Like it's just a magnifier for everything. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned at the beginning a village, and I feel like our village has grown exponentially since we started Razor Community. Um, like the amount of amazing females and just individuals we've met through building Racer Community and, and is insane. And the amount of support we've gotten just personally and professionally is out of this world. Um, and so those are those connections and those relationships are things that you really can't even like that, like you can't even quantify. Like it's so, mm-hmm. there's no going back. Like it's just, and it makes you so excited for what's going to be, what the future holds because we're just, we're honestly right this year, probably more than ever, we've kind of exploded a little bit more. We're getting very busy, um, but it's so exciting. And um, again, that impact that we're having on people is is so refreshing and, and validating to feel. Yeah. Well, and I am personally like so excited to hear that you're going to be emphasizing courses more because I think, you know, the events and the like seminars, that type of thing is so powerful and it plants these really brilliant seeds, but that ongoing you know, reminder and like a a wider breadth and depth of learning and really like being immersed in these topics goes such a long way. So I just can't wait to see what comes of that. And talking about the future, like now you both being mothers, how do you feel like that's changed what you're viewing for the next generation and what you want to see shift from the time that you're in grade nine in social studies, like the world has changed a million times. And then also being the mother of a son, Sky, like I'm sure that's just so much. So where do you feel like motherhood has shifted your vision for the future? That's a big question. I think, um, you know, we both have little ones like under three. So that's, you know, they're in this very fragile state and not quite into the, you know, we don't deal with currently in our programming, little, little kids. But when I think about the way that our children are growing up now versus how we grew up, I'm scared, but I'm also really excited. And what makes me really excited is the amount of how accessible information is it, that like beyond before. Like I remember back in the day, I'd be like, hey, what do I find this? So I have to like look in the encyclopedia or the dictionary. Like that's how I find my information. Now it's the prick of a button. Um, and so I feel like young people are more informed than ever before. You're, you can't live within your bubble because you're seeing things all the time around the world and you can't avoid it. And what we're seeing in our youth groups and our, you know, any programming with youth is how smart these people are, um, because they're so informed because they have so much information coming. And, you know, there's pros and cons with that too, with social media and and the overload of information and the pressure it puts on you and, and on your mental health. But the sheer amount of information is, is insane. And I feel like it's also causing this next generation to really, challenge um, because they're informed to not take what they're seeing and, and that's negative or, you know, having an impact and just let it go. They're fighting for it. They're making those changes. And so um, we're all about advocacy. We're all about change. And, you know, it's really refreshing and to know that next generation, like that's built into them because of the way that they've grown up. Um, so 
I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited to um, specifically for girls to see this shift. I know we grew up in the girl power era of like Spice Girls and everything. <laughs> that kind of was the the tip of the iceberg of like really kicking things off. But it's it's sh- it's grown. It's evolved. It's even more powerful, I think, than ever before right now. Um, and I I'm, I'm really excited to see that continue to grow with just the overall confidence, uh, building for women and for knowing that, you know, you can do anything, be anything, um, and not being afraid to challenge, not being afraid to just act like a man to get what you need to lean into your femininity to, you know, um, there's so many pieces I could go on forever about this, but, um, yeah, just really excited to see where the next generation is going to take, take us as leaders. Yeah. Um, like really, really specifically, I agree with everything that Skylar said. And um, like our our youth advocacy panel, which was like 18 to 22 year olds ish, uh, the information and everything that they had in terms of like their world point of view, I was like, I barely read books probably at that point when I was that age. And they're like, have full on like thesis projects and all these. And so it's just like, it's absolutely amazing to see where the future is going, which is really fantastic. Um, In terms of like my personal bubble that I live in, um, I grew up in a household, both my parents worked, but my my mom was traveling all the time. So like the gender roles were very uh, reversed and that my like dad did a lot of the cooking and cleaning and that kind of stuff, Um, which I think always like really much so empowered me to say like, there's no gender roles. Like we just do the things that we do. And so that's kind of what we do with, I do with my partner, but um with my son specifically and I think that probably like everyone that I run into is like oh my god we get it to leave that consent but I talk about consent and like body autonomy all of the time because I think in when we grew up anyways it was like go give whoever a kiss go give this person a hug and then you know when it came time to like my own body autonomy I didn't really have it until I realized what it was and like I you know like so like even that kind of stuff when my you know my dad even says and he always means well by it but it's like hey give you know give papa a kiss and then Haven my son says no then I'm like he said no like that was his he said no and he's allowed to say no and so that's what we go with and like I say that with my niece I say that with everybody and even like if someone wants to give their hand and like shake out their hand and someone wasn't do it, I was like, that's their, that's their allowed to say no. Like they don't have to do what you want to do just because of that. So anyways, I think that like, that's something that I'm really, really ingraining into my son, especially um, is that like you are in charge of your own body and that you are allowed to say no to things if you don't want to. And so um, again, I think that's a shift because especially for young girls young women is that we weren't in charge of anything um and I, I something that really you know breaks my heart especially in the states is like hearing about the the taking away of women's rights um which I think is why, why this work is so important and so relevant and why we need to really keep moving forward with it um while you know Canada is much more open to a lot of different things um there is still you know fights against people being able to love who they want to love people being able to be in the body that they want to be in. And, um, and that's something that is so important to us in terms of making people feel safe and that ability to access your leadership skills is like being comfortable with who you are and being safe and then being able to give it back. Um, and so, yeah. Well, and there is, I think you're totally right. There's a generational shift happening as women who are advocates it's not just being advocates for women in our communities it's women in all communities all over the world and we should not have rights as women here that 
you know, women everywhere don't have, which I feel like has just been so highlighted. And, you know, social media mm-hmm. is such a huge part, I, I think, of all of this. So like you said, you know, kids are more connected than ever at younger ages than ever, which I think can be a blessing and a curse very much so. But one of the blessings that comes with that is connecting to strong female leaders and role models and mentors when maybe you don't have one in your life. So the fact Mm -hmm. that we're both raised with these amazing, incredible mothers, you know, not everyone has that obviously. And so for you to be not only personally be those people for someone else, but provide connection and encouragement for others to find that I just think is so worth its weight in gold and seeing women live different lifestyles now, because I think that's true. Like, you know, Talitha, for you to grow up kind of seeing that reverse gender uh, expectation, you know, we're starting to see that more and more, or, you know, choosing like childless by choice, which for, you know, the most recent past hasn't even seemed like a consideration for most people. It's Mm -hmm. like what you do and you have the nuclear family. And, you know, so I am just so excited to continue to see it and see it through the lens that you're sharing as well with everything you're doing. And I wanted to know, you know, for those who want to become involved in actionable change and advocacy, I think that so many people um, you know, sit in the want of wanting to be part of a community. And if they've not grown up, you know, as parts of communities, um, like just not knowing where to start. So if you have any advice for people who maybe want to get involved and don't know where to start, whether related to your community or other kind of change making and facilitating opportunities. Funny you bring that up because we recently gave a talk about this, about advocacy to, um, I think, a province-wide school conference um, called Passion Passion? Passion to action. Passion to action. And it was all about how to start being advocates and how to being changed for even like as young as however, I think grade six is where we're at. Um, And so I think it really boils down to like understanding that small changes have a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean you have to go huge. Um, It doesn't mean you have to, you know, quit your day job or drop out of school and stand with a picket sign at the whatever. Um, Where we really think, where we really advise people to start uh, with their advocacy journey is online, Um, really because there is a lot of need for it online. Um, And not being performative in terms of just like posting something to post it, but not actually doing something behind it. Advocacy and making change has to have an action. Um, So if you're... um, posting something, you have to, you know, be willing to take, to deal with the negativity that's going to come with it to, you know, find out the solution that's going to change it. You don't just post something to say, this is, this is unfortunate. Okay. Well, what are you doing about it? Um, so I know we gave a variety of resources and, and we'll share this on our social medias as well about, you know, how to start, um, being advocates. Um, and when it comes to racer community, we have a membership. We have um, a variety of programming opening open to all people, um, no matter where you are. A lot of it has, is a virtual way too. So if you're from Saskatoon or you're from wherever you're from, you can get involved. Um, but just check us out on social media. You can follow us at Raise Her Co or go to our website www.raiseherco.com and it's raise, not like raise your legs, <laughs> raise up, uh, raise her co, and. Um, And yeah, check us out and follow along. And uh, we're always, always open to collaborating for 
more change. Um, so we'll yeah. leave that there as well as something that, you know, mm -hmm. if someone's doing something in the realm of female leadership or empowering women that we don't know about, please do reach out to us. Mm -hmm. I would just maybe add is, is that um, in terms of where to start uh, and that like versus being performative is look into yourself and find out what your values are um, and, and lead with that. Because um, for us, like, we, we can't speak on every single topic or we can't stand up for every single topic because for one, we're not educated on it. And so like that is super performative and that's like, what are you doing to help? We can share things and that sort of thing. And that always helps get the word out. Um, but so yeah, understand your values and know where that comes from and make sure that what you're speaking about uh, can, you know, actually help something or move it forward versus just trying to add noise to a topic because that also doesn't help. Um, so, and I know that that's like so contradictory. It's like, speak up, but don't speak up, but do this, but don't do that. But uh, it's just such a fine line of being like an actual supporter of something. And, and you can also, you know, do that behind the scenes in terms of like connecting people or like if you have the means to provide money to an organization or that sort of thing. Um but yeah, I would say like, number one, start with your values and understand like where your heart lies with something. I think that's a, such a great like starting point because, you know, it's not enough to just say like, I want to help. Like where specifically does your passion lie? Because advocacy does come with barriers and challenges mm -hmm. and potentially that resistance. So you really need to be passionate about it and that, you know, don't just talk about it, be about it. What are you going to do? But, you know, I think that's the thing. There's like low barriers to entry depending on time and, you know, financial resources and what you can commit. So, you know, if nothing else, like talking about how others can be a part of change, like there's always something you can do. And I love that you said ripple effect, because there's no input, you know, too small. And just like you two have, you know, seen the enhancement of what happens when you build a community, you know, those ripple effects, it all starts to create waves slowly, but surely the more people who are giving even just those little bits. So um, mm -hmm. what's next for you both personally, and with raise her, I know you talked a little bit about the company. Are you taking a summer holiday? Do you take holidays? I'd love to know that you're like at least going to the beach or something to give yourself some downtime. <laughs> yes, we do usually take um, July and August off from, I mean, when I take it off, I mean, we're not <laughs> hosting a ton of stuff. This July, we're doing a camp for two weeks uh, alongside another group, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Uh, but we typically do take a couple months to not do a ton of events or a ton of programming and really just sit back, enjoy, unwind, unplug, but also start thinking about, okay, what's next for us in the fall. Um, but like I said, what we're really excited about is all these kind of collaborative programs that we're looking to build uh, with other groups that are already doing programming, um, training courses. Uh, we have a mentorship program that's a project-based mentorship program that we host, uh, we'll be hosting in the new year in January alongside the U of R Champions of Change Club. Um, and it's all about connecting like students with professionals, build, building a four impact project that actually can make a change in our community. Um, that's our third season of that uh, program. 
So just really starting to build out our programs and, um, you know, take the time to think about our next chapter. We're also considering non-for-profit status. So it's like, there's so many things in the works, um, but we're very adaptive again, like what I said to what our community needs. So if our community's like, no, like we need a big event because we feel really isolated in that. Okay. We may go back there again. Um, right now there's an abundance of events. So we don't feel like we, there's a need for us to like have another one. Um, but attending things, supporting, showing up, um, and really at the end of the day, like Tilly said, collaboration, there's so many groups doing so many great things. We are happy to just be there to with cheerleader as cheerleaders or co-creators, um, and just amplify what that work is currently happening. Amazing. I'm so excited. And, you know, not that I can't be involved in what you're doing now, which I'm excited to figure out how we can make that happen. But <laughs> I think one of the things that I hope is great feedback for you, and I'm sure you get it so much, is that these are the types of things that I existed when I was younger. You know, like I wish that there was something like this that I could have accessed. And so I am sure so many young women are just at, like fundamentally changed as a result of what they're able to access through your community. So, um, last but not least, I have a few rapid fire questions, which I think is going to be extra fun because there's two of you. Um, <laughs> okay. First one, who are your biggest role models? I would say my mom. Yeah. I was going to say the easy, the easiest answer because there's a lot, but we'll say we'll go with our moms. Yeah. I feel like then it, you don't offend anyone, you know, mom. Exactly. But I think that just, number one. So I expected that was your answer, but I think that's <laughs> your mom sound incredible. Um, what is the best advice that you've received? You know, I'm going to use that quote that you said earlier. Uh, and I, cause I use it all the time and I think it's really true. And it's, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Oh, thank <laughs> you for fixing it for me. <laughs> and the reason why I really love that one is because I'm like, addicted to productivity, I would say, like, I'm always like, like, gotta get it done, gotta get it done. Like, what's my list I got done today? Um, but at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, just wait, I'm doing things, I'm getting it done fast, but are they any good? Is it as happy as I would like? And at the end of the day, who's growing aside from myself? Um, so I really use that one a lot when I'm thinking about my own leadership journey and my own team, my own workplace, like, it may take a little bit more time to bring others alongside you. But at the end of the day, the impact is way better. Um, and the results are way better. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, and I kind of already said, this is that you have to fill up your own cup before you can give to others. You got to put on your own, you know, mask before you assist somebody else, like all those things. Um, because I do give of myself way too much that like, I need to make sure that I'm still have anything left to give. So, uh, make sure that an advocacy is really draining and it's very, very hard. So just make sure that you are taking time for yourself and it's not selfish. Yeah. I think that oxygen mask is such a great metaphor for there's a reason we have to prioritize ourselves best book or resource that you would recommend to people. Um, my favorite is invisible women. It's a nonfiction. It is so good. It's done by, it's all like data-based and it's all very scientific, but it just shows how women have been taken out of history and out of the equation for so long. And like the impacts when women are considered in city planning and in like anything, like it just, she, the researcher that goes through it is so fantastic. I can't recommend it enough, but it's very like, it kind of makes you mad a little bit, but then also it's very good. And you're like, okay, this is important. Yeah. But like being a little pissed off to cause change isn't the worst thing. Yeah. Maybe we no, absolutely not mad. Okay. I need to read that. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. 
I would say, and I don't have like one book in my brain, but anything written by Simon Sinek, Mm -hmm. um, he's amazing and very much a leadership champion or Brene Brown, again, big leadership champion. And you can't go wrong with either of them. Tons of wisdom. Yeah. I I have one more actually. And it's the moment of lift because Skylar and I both Uh, read that 2020, I think. Um, And it's so good. It's by Melinda Gates. Yeah. It, Melinda Gates, but now she has an additional last name. I can't remember what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, very good. It's all about um, her non-for-profit work. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm excited to add those to my list. <laughs> I always, after these podcasts, add to cart on Amazon. Um, <laughs> personal mantras or words you live by or potentially a mantra for Raise Her. I mean, in terms of Raise Her, I think, I don't know if it's like a mantra per se, but it's how does this align to our values? And that's really like something we always go back to in like, whether it's a collaboration opportunity or an event opportunity or speaking opportunity, how does this align to our values? And I think the first thing is knowing what those values are. So for us, we took a ton of time when we first kicked off to a lot list out what those values are. They're on our website um, and they have to be true to what we do. We are a value values-based purpose-driven company. Um, and so I don't know if that's a mantra, but that's like a like rule of thumb that I think we definitely live by and and personally as well. Yeah. Okay. Mine is like, seems like a little bit weird and it's maybe a little bit contradictory, but it's, it's like, don't be a hero. And because I, again, will like give of myself and be like, I'll do it. I'll, and I'll just always like volunteer my time for everything. And then, you know, my son's like, like have I haven't seen you? I mean, he doesn't speak this well because he's two. But he's like I haven't seen you in a week, and I'm like, oh god, forgot it out because I'm like on like a thousand boards and all that stuff. So, um, I and that don't be a hero is just that like it's not up to me to change the world. I can provide what I can, um, but it's just doesn't fall on my shoulders. And yeah. so, um, yeah, that's kind of mine. <laughs> and I think don't be a hero on your own, right? Like this is where yes, as yes. a community, you're superhuman together. So thank you so much. And last but not least, I know that Skylar mentioned this in passing, but for everyone who wants to learn more about you, what you've got going on, follow along, where can they find you? So it's at Raise Her Co uh, on social media, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, although we're not really on Twitter Um, and LinkedIn, we share things on there as well. Um, And then www.raiseherco.com is where you can find us um, and like DM us, you know, comment on something and we'd love to collaborate and, uh, and hear what you have to say. Thank you so much. Well, I'm excited to follow along and I just want to thank you on behalf of myself and all women for what you're doing because <laughs> we need more women like you. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. That's all the time we have together this week. Thank you so much for being here with Talitha, Skylar, and I. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode every Sunday. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at KY Wellness. More details about all episodes can be found at kywellness.ca under the podcast tab. Don't forget to move your body, nourish your body, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. See you next week and keep yourself well.